You're listening to the Beside the Badge podcast with your host, Paul Bunker, veteran chaplain and friend to law enforcement. Welcome back to yet another episode of Beside the Badge. I'm your host, Paul Buckner, civilian police chaplain and friend to law enforcement. So in this episode, we're going to talk about being more ready and what that means. So I'm going to tell you about my journey. Um, I had broken my back at 15, was given a 50-50. I'd never walk again. Um, by the grace of God, I healed completely. I had the, the, young, the young healing factor that we miss as we get older. And um, I was able to fully heal. And I, I'll talk about it more in another episode. That would be a good episode topic, talking about injuries and things. But I actually went from laying flat in a bed. They had to custom build a, a brace for me because I was so uh, skinny at that time. I think I was like a 28-32 or a 28-34. And uh, I was skinny. And they had to custom build this brace for me. Then I went from that to a wheelchair, to a walker, to crutches, and then fully ambulatory. I was given a, a full bill of health that I could do whatever I wanted. And so overcoming that was was tough, but it it taught me I wasn't, A, it taught me I wasn't uh, bulletproof and invulnerable when I was 15. And and B, it also, um, it also helped me to understand some of the fragility of life and taking care of ourselves. And then years ago, I actually injured, injured my right heel. And uh, it was actually in an altercation. I was trying not to hurt somebody. And so people in the law enforcement world will go, yep, this happened before I actually started my chaplain work. And I cracked my heel trying not to hurt somebody. And uh, that was a journey of forgiveness, let me tell you, by the way. And uh, uh, when I cracked my heel, I woke up in pain probably every morning for about 90 days. Um, it was very difficult for me and I genuinely hated the person that had, that, that I had been trying to not hurt when I had inflicted the injury upon myself. And, uh, it really was a journey of forgiveness. I was in agony constantly and I limped for about three years and the injury was so bad that, uh, I would be walking in cowboy boots out in a pasture, working, working livestock, um, walking out to one of my horses to check on them. I would step on a rock funny and at a bad angle and it would, it would roll my ankle and I would be on the ground trying not to swear. I mean, I was, I'd be laying there on the ground and there were some things that came out of my mouth that I was, I'm not proud of. And it, I mean, it really, really hurt. And so some injuries heal with time, some don't. And uh, it had affected my ability to run. Um, I actually had to change how I wore shoes. I actually went to wearing um, boots, work boots, and eventually combat boots with um, with a reinforced, like a, like a, a, a reinforced ankle support, um, very much a high top lace-up type boot. So I literally had to change the way I wore shoes because of it. And... So then fast forward, I go from my my 20s and early 30s, I, the first injury I was 15, I go from those things to um, to being, uh, you know, a, a dad and, and playing with your teenage son and different things, and you get that middle-aged spread. And so, of course, like every guy, you you miss the days that you were young and fit, and we have this massive amount of testosterone, and, and it helps with, with muscle but then as we get older, uh, we start producing less testosterone and a lot of the things that we eat are not healthy for us. And I was noticing that I was uh, getting some middle-aged spread. I'm supposed to be, I guess, I'm six foot four. I'm supposed to be about 200 pounds um, without any extra added muscle or fat. And I was actually rocking at my heaviest about 226 to 229, something like that. And so I was 
arguably about 29 pounds overweight. And I'd always had a lot of muscle, like not massive, you know, you know, barbell type muscle, but I'd had, you know, farm boy muscle because I always worked on my farm. And uh, so I started making some, some dietary changes and losing weight. But then, then I was just not happy with the fact that like, I can't run like I used to. And I've never been a big runner, but I could run. And so in my late thirties, I had noticed that I started getting back pain and I'd be sitting on the couch with my wife watching a movie and I'd go to get up and I would just get this searing pain. Well, I had all this weight in the front on my gut that was pulling on my back and it was very painful. Uh, different things like that were problematic. And I was, I was waking up every morning in pain from my back, uh, pulling uh, my, my gut pulling on my back basically. And that was unacceptable. So I decided to do a challenge inside of the church safety guys group that I'm in and I called it war ready. And the, the concept was, are you war ready? And that's something I want you to challenge yourself with before this episode is over is, are you war ready? And so I, I challenged myself, okay, I need to be more physically fit and I don't want to die young and leave my family. I don't want to, you know, I can't protect my family. Uh, if I'm not fit enough to go the distance, if I can't, if I can't fight to protect my wife at 50 or 55 or 65, that's a problem um, because I don't have the stamina. I don't have the wind anymore because I don't do cardio because I don't exercise at all. Um, you know, I can't run to save one of my grandkids that's that's too close to the road and about to get hit by a car. And um, and my wife just had her first grandchild. I'm a I'm a step grandpa now, and so. It's one of those things that um, I was I was tired of where I was and I was ready to make a change. So I started this as a challenge and, and uh, about, I don't know, 50, 60 people jumped on board with me. And I think about 40, some of them probably completed it uh, out of a group of a couple thousand people. And uh, as guys, especially, we tend to be very competitive. And so I kind of appealed to that to get us thinking differently. And I was really pleased with the results that I got over the last couple of years. So this would have been December, when I, when I started my journey, it was December 6th of 2018. And then I started the challenge in the group about a year later. And um, I'll talk more about some of the neat results that happened, but I started off with 10 push-ups. We did 10 push-ups every day. So if you want a simple way to start things, push-ups are not terribly complicated and you can get as elaborate with them as you want. Heck, people do them in jail, jail cells. You can do them, uh, you know, you can do them in your bathroom between the bathtub and the wall. I mean, it doesn't take a lot of space. If you have enough room to get prone, you can hammer out some push-ups. And the only thing you need for the push-ups is your arms and the earth. You push against the planet, push aways, right? And so I started off with 10 push-ups. Anybody has space for that. And if you got two arms, you can probably do it minus an injury. So at the end of the month, we were doing 50 push-ups, and it surprised a lot of people how well we were doing them. And then I started adding barbells, you know, curls and different things like that, and and um, um, or more specifically dumbbells, and doing a different, different variety of curls, and added a, a mile of walking on the treadmill. I started at two miles, and it was it was too much. And uh, I realized that, that it was two miles a day was was actually more tasking than it was helpful. And uh, what all I do sit-ups now, and I do jumping jacks, and I'm, and I'm actually getting ready to add toe touches. Um, 
I, I, I'd have to go look to tell you everything that I do. Uh, planking, I do 90 seconds of planking. And this has all happened over a two-year period. So this is this is something that didn't happen instantaneously. It just, it happened over time. And so some of the guys in the group got involved in it. Some of the gals in the group got involved in it, realizing that in church safety, we might have to, like a friend of mine, had to run out to the street to grab a kid that was going to run into traffic. And one of the cool things that actually happened with that, you've probably seen it behind my head. It's it's conspicuously missing in this broadcast, if you're watching this, is this book, War Ready. And War Ready is a 31-day uh, devotional written by James McGarvey. My name's on the cover. I didn't write it. Um, I had just made a lot of little anecdotal thoughts that I had put into this group about being war ready uh, in case we have to deal with something and maybe restrain somebody who's coming with a knife or a baseball bat or, or, or run to where the fire is on our church campus. I have a strong background in church security and we've had some wild things happen in the church security world. Well, that pans over to everything else in life as well. But in the course of all of this, um, James had decided to write War Ready, and it's a pretty neat little devotional. If you ever get a chance to go through something like that, it makes an excellent companion to doing uh, a workout, and you can add to it whatever you want. And so over that journey, I'm now coming up, this is October, uh, late October of 2020. Um, I now uh, am coming up on my two-year anniversary. I've never been as fit as I am. I am stronger than I've ever been in my life. Um, I um, I do, what is it right now? I'm doing 10 sets of 20 standard pushups, 10 sets of, um, 20, uh, diamond pushups, 10 sets of 25 curls. And I'm slowly adding, it's a variety of different curls working the shoulders and different things. But then I'm also adding to that, um, well, yeah, just lots of different things that I'm learning about my body. And I can do a lot of these, actually, if I'm traveling, I can do these exercises while I'm traveling, but I've never been as physically fit as I am. And by changing some of my diet, um, eight or 10 years ago, I got rid of soda and that helped a lot with, uh, with gaining weight. Um, I got rid of cappuccino and occasionally I'll, I'll take a, put a little squirt in my coffee, but usually it's black coffee. Um, I stopped eating desserts every time I went out to lunch. And oddly enough, I started just losing weight and just dietary. And then by dropping some fried foods at times, I still eat my fries and different things. But by dropping some some food, uh, different food items like that, realizing that I had a sugar addiction. Um, if you start looking up like candida yeast infections and things in the body, um, as Americans especially, our bodies are addicted to sugars. We're supposed to burn fat and our bodies are actually burning sugars and we're not supposed to be doing that. And so we eat way too much sugar. It converts to fat. Our body stores it as potential energy in the form of fat. And we keep getting more and more obese. And um, so I'm now more physically fit than I've ever been in my life. And it's interesting where the Lord is taking that. I've had a lot of friends that have told me it's challenged them and that competitive male nature. And I had a friend get a hold of me. He's lost over 40 pounds. And I had another friend get a hold of me. He's lost, I think to date, 25 to 30 and to start walking. And part of the war ready journey was the mind. Um, if you know me at all, you've heard any of my podcasts, you'll hear me talking about keeping the mind sharp, podcasts, audiobooks, learning. If you're driving around at night in a cop car, um, are you are you just listening to music while you're on patrol? 
Um, you may be working a busy enough schedule, you don't have time to do that. But what are you doing to sharpen the mind? And a lot of things, we'll talk about mindset. A lot of audiobooks that I listen to, podcasts that I listen to talk about mindset and surviving the fight, having the right mindset or, or being able to go home and not take work home uh, with you is huge. That has a lot of bearing on me being a chaplain. And so I've actually had guys that have said in the law enforcement world that it has challenged them to dust off the weights and get back to working out. And a lot of these guys were very physically fit in their teens and 20s, and they've just kind of let it go. And so being physically fit is incredibly important. So I talk about a little bit of my background of what I did. Now I'm going to talk about why I did it. And because you got to find your why. And then I want to talk about how a lot of this applies to law enforcement. So my why, um, my dad was a very good father. And I've said before that he taught me a lot of things to do right and a handful of things that you don't do. Well, my dad ended up with a health condition that cut his life short. And he didn't really take care of himself physically. And so at 55, 56, my dad passed away. And um, I was like 26 years old. That I didn't realize at the time how much that was going to impact my life. I lost my dad. Before I realized what an, a mentor was, I lost my mentor. I lost a guide. There was a lot of advice he could give me because he was 30 years older than me. And there was so much life advice. I mean, I'm 42 now. And I think about the fact that he had that much life experience. There's still things that I wish that I could have learned from him. And he built homes, you know, for, for 35 years. Um, that kind of knowledge, you know, I'm dealing, I was dealing yesterday with an electrical issue here at my house that I had to study and look at. And then, aha, I figured it out. My dad would have been able to, boom, he'd have had it that kind of advice, how to fix things. You know, he was very good mechanically and I'm not, I'm not a strong mechanic for working on vehicles and those skill sets that he had, just the advice and he, and he was a man of God. There were a lot of things, he had a very slow fuse, slow to be, slow to get angry. Um, those were the kind of things that I miss to this day. I wish my son, who's almost 21 years old and doesn't remember my dad, I wish my son could have gone fishing with my dad and my dad was the consummate fisherman and I am not really that big of, of a fisherman. I can fish. I generally outfish the people I fish with, but it's not really fun to me. I'm like, yeah, I can do this about once a year and I'm okay. I've got friends that are shocked by that because they love to fish. Well, my dad could have been there for my son and they could have taken those fishing trips and, you know, we can what if things to death, but I think that would have been a very positive influence in his life. So losing my dad, left an indelible mark on my life. And I realized that sometimes as men, we make these decisions where we're like, well, I mean, if I can't leave the world whole, then they're not going to cut on me. You know, I'd, I want to leave the world with all of my faculties. You know, I, I don't want to die, you know, old and full of years with one of my legs chopped off. I want to go with every part of me. No, that is not how I'm going to do it. You, you do you, but I'm not going to do it like that. I, I pray I don't end up with cancer. I pray I don't end up with, with diabetes. I definitely am working on my diet to make sure that doesn't happen. But whatever those health conditions end up being, exercise can have a positive impact on that. And if, if by diet and exercise, I can stack the deck in my favor and I have a better shot of going the distance. You know, my wife buried a husband of 10 years. We've been married 17 years now. I would like to get 50 years of marriage. Okay. That's, that means I need to take care of myself. And 
Um, so it's something that I have been thinking about for a long time, made it part of my life, been doing it for the last couple of years, very heavily had worked on diet before that. And I just, I did a lot of farm work. So I stayed fairly physically fit, but not like I am now. Um, I want to go the distance for my kids. I want to be there for my wife. How do you protect your spouse? I mean, we're, if I'm talking to men here, um, to the ladies, how do you nurture? How do you be there to nurture and encourage your kids? Um, if you're dead doesn't work very well. I cannot protect my family. I, I realize now that I am made to be a protector. That is who God has made me to be. And my life is marked by protecting others, whether it's pulling people out of the wreckage of vehicles um, or, or whatever. I, I was made to protect people. And um, I cannot be a mentor to these young men and women in law enforcement. I cannot be a friend to them if I'm dead. And I've attended way too many funerals from people gone before their time, not by bullets, by health and uh, some incredible people that we've lost too young. And so I can't be a mentor to my kids, my stepkids. I've got one son. I've got a couple of stepkids. I can't be there for them. I had a great visit. One of my stepdaughters was in town yesterday and, and the other one uh, came came over to visit and we had a great visit. Um, one of them stayed last night and watched a movie with us. We... I can't be there for them to protect them, to be a mentor, to guide. I can't be there to have an influence on uh, maybe eventually my grandkids. I'm a step grandpa. You know, I, I can't influence these things if I'm dead. It's kind of hard from the other side of the grave uh, to do that. And then again, I take it very seriously riding in the front seat of a cop car. If I'm riding with you and you've got to run, I better be able to keep up. And I didn't like where I was at being winded. So my why was fleshed out for me. And, and you will find in life, unless you have a powerful enough why, you won't quit smoking, you won't quit drinking, you won't, you know, you won't work on your temper, you won't work on depression, whatever it is that you're dealing with, whatever battle it is that you have to fight, you have to have a powerful enough why. Scripture even says, unless we hate our sin, we're not going to get past it and overcome it. And um so that is one of those things that really, really had an impact on me. And, and so I was less than a year into working out regularly. And I, I was seeing, you know, thickness in my, in my triceps and my biceps and my pectoral muscles. It was starting to affect my shoulders positively. And I just about have a flat stomach now. Um, my goal in life, uh, God willing, is I want six pack abs. I've uh, I want washboard abs. You know, I was working on the keg there for a while. I skipped past the six pack and was working on the keg and the keg is gone. And I am just about flat stomached now. And then, um, I, I would like to see my abs again. I, or I, I don't know that I ever saw my abs, but I'd like to have abs there that I could see. And, um, my wife used to tease me when we first got married that I didn't have washboard abs. I had washboard ribs because I was so skinny and I had got to the point that I could pinch more than an inch and I was tired of it. And I noticed one day I was at a restaurant and I saw this fire take off behind a house and it was smoke wall of wood smoke was rolling up behind this house. And I took off running. It was probably four or 500 feet one way. I take off running as fast as I can. Uh, and I get over there and this guy had taken his entire backyard and it was legal where he was at. He wouldn't break any laws or any city ordinances, but his entire backyard, he had taken a run of leaves and sticks and branches and what have you and made it, it was three or four feet wide. And then the entire width of his lot. 
it looked like the whole back of his house was on fire. So I ran over there and looked and he never even saw me. And I, I stayed off his property, looked from the street and realized, oh, it's not a house fire, but it looked like wood smoke because it was largely wood. So I, I was walking back and realized I'm not out of breath. And I was like, hey, I'm doing something good. So building building our breath, our stamina is huge. Well, you got to have stamina to fight. And um, we live in a messy, dangerous world. And we, if as men, we pride ourselves. Um, some, sometimes, most of the time, we think we're better fighters than we are. Um, I think probably 99% of the time, we think we're better fighters than we are. But without stamina, you're not going to go the distance in a fight. I don't care how good a fighter you are. I've seen excellent fighters submitted on the mat uh, because they didn't have the breath and the stamina. I'm going to take a coffee sip break. Oh yeah. That brings me to our sponsor break. So I'm going to hit these by the numbers. We we have been blessed in our first year of our podcast to have three, three different sponsors. And so I want to talk about John Leo Riley, retired law enforcement. And uh, he does a, he has a company called Gentle Response. And I absolutely, absolutely love the de-escalation training that he brings to the table because you win 100% of the fights you don't have to fight. And the person who can talk somebody down, they have my respect. And you just never know when you're going to end up in a situation where that ability to talk somebody down, develop relationships and handle those things could save you later. And I've literally seen people come back to law enforcement later and say, hey, to them and to their boss, to their chief, to their to the sheriff, hey, this guy actually, he did an amazing job. He's an amazing cop. I've realized that I was wrong or, or I loved the way that this young officer handled this situation. It's tough enough to be young and, and thrust into situations where you're talking to people older than you and having to enforce the law, but without de-escalation skills, you got problems. So de-escalation is a huge thing. John Leo Riley, gentle response. Check it out. He does an amazing job. Number two, Got Your Six Coffee is one of our sponsors. I'm fortunate enough to be a founding member. On the back of this mug, it actually says, <gasps> founding member. I love this mug. I just got this recently. And then here's the Got Your Six Coffee logo. And uh, there's some great things coming down the pipe with that, uh, that company. Eric Hadley is the founder. Good friend of mine. Um, they literally take the proceeds from the coffee after what it takes to survive as a company. Uh and they give it away, law enforcement, EMT, firefighter, paramedic, and veteran causes. He is a Navy veteran himself and a heck of a guy. And I have literally seen lives changed. Uh, the guy recently that actually had uh, suffered the loss of his brother uh, and was at one of the events and it inspired him. He'd always wanted to go through the police academy and he is now fit and going through the police academy. So it's exciting to see lives changed. Got your six coffee, there's purpose in every cup. I drink this coffee because I realize that every time I drink this coffee, I'm changing somebody's life. I could drink Folgers. Bleh. I'd rather change somebody's life. And this is award-winning coffee. Oh, yeah. Got your six coffee. Check them out. Get you some. And uh, if you're a breakfast blend person, Mustang is a delicious blend. If you are like me and you like a dark, bold cup of coffee, unapologetically caffeinated, this is Cup of Joe right here. And it is my favorite. Uh, thirdly, Matt Combs, Shield Force International, uh, half training will travel. He is an amazing instructor and teaches uh, ambush survival, among other topics. Um, there's actually a class uh, that he did recently on uh, on knife attacks. I think I took that class about a year ago. 
you come back bruised, but you learn a lot about the realities of a real world knife attack. And uh, I got to fight a, a Marine with a rubber K-bar. So I got to fight a Marine in his class with the very weapon the Marines trained with. Uh, that is a no joke reality and uh, learned a lot, came back, was very sore, but it changed and sharpened the noodle of the realities of a knife attack. It is not this Hollywood uh, nonsense and people taking knives out of somebody's hands. Uh, a lot of that stuff will get you cut to ribbons. I have a background with some Aikido from when I was a boy and that stuff don't work. Uh, that type of knife defense doesn't work off the mat in a real world slashing figure eight, you know, sewing machine stitching knife attack. So you need to be learning this stuff in the law enforcement world. Knives go right through vests and uh, Shield Force International. He's going to help you out there. So Matt Combs, this guy travels. He's got a very strong background in law enforcement. And if you're ever thinking about moving from the law enforcement world as you retire, hopefully after a long, productive career in law enforcement and getting that pension, if you are thinking of retiring and wanting something else to do, the executive protection world is on fire and there can be good money in it if you can get into the right niche. He also teaches executive protection and I have been blessed to take several of his executive protection courses. It has had a huge impact on part of my ministry where I have a ministry of protection. So coming back from our sponsor break, um, the ability to, to drag a body, um, to, to carry a body. I have done that. A man who, a, a decedent at the scene needed to be lifted up uh, after the investigation was over. And the deputy coroner and a police officer and myself lifted the body of a very large individual, put him on a, a gurney of sorts and wheeled him out. Um, many, many times when we aren't physically fit and we try to do these things, that's a problem. Challenges are going to come in life. And I, I, I use this a lot as a spiritual analogy, but I'm going to use it as a spiritual and a physical analogy. If I told you that you had to walk from where you are right now 10 miles, a lot of people would be like, oh my gosh, I, I, I don't think I could do that. I, I, I don't know if I could do that. Well, if you had no choice, if something really bad happened and you had to be called upon to walk that great of a distance, um, we had a tornado in Joplin, Missouri. I helped at that for like 12 days after it happened. I walked a lot and I was walking miles a day and I was doing lot security and I was helping people in and out of the parking lot, keeping lanes open and uh, working alongside law enforcement and helping in that environment. And I loved it. And uh, to help those people, well, I had to, I had to be in pretty decent shape. And now years later, I'm in better shape than I was then. And I would be able to do it even more readily. There, there are times that you are called upon to do things. We had a flood rip through my town and uh, the, I have an address from that town. I live out in the country, but it just, it literally tore the town in half and knocked out power. It was just a mess. And, uh, I was on my feet, I don't know, 16 hours volunteering as, as they got things under control. That's a lot of walking and that's a lot of time on your feet. And so if I said to you, Hey, you're going to be called upon in six months to do this thing, you better get to training now. Well, that's not how the real world works, right? They just go surprise. Here's this problem. But if I, if I told you, Hey, you're going to be called upon to do this thing in six months and you need to be able to, you need the upper body strength to, to move the sandbags. You need the leg strength to go the distance. You need to be able to move on your feet. And you're like, well, I've got some injuries. 
that's going to be a problem. Well, then work with them, work around them, heal your body. Your body's amazing at compensating for injuries. Get moving, get fit. Even if you're command, even if you're admin, it's going to be all hands on deck. They're going to pull the goalies and everybody's going to be out there. And if you're completely winded and unable to function, it's not going to work. And I will tell you that the more physically fit you are and the more you're able to go the distance, the happier you'll be with yourself and your performance under those circumstances. But also the happier, if you're admin, any kind of command level, anything, the happier the people that you work, that work for you, under you, are going to be with you. It's easy to respect a leader that's out front. It's easy to respect a leader that's more physically fit. Uh, than somebody that you're like, yeah, this guy, you know, he's telling me what to do, but he couldn't do what I do. Maybe you're older and it's harder, but that's where the challenge comes in. So if I told you in six months that you were going to have to do this thing, uh, you and you needed to start training now, you'd be like, oh, crud, I better go hit the gym. I better go get to walk and I better go do these things. That's a big deal. And so if you if you knew in advance that you were going to have to do it, it'd be easier to do. Well, the problem is we're not going to know. And so I liken this a lot in, in a, a spiritual aspect that if we stay spiritually fit, we're in the word, we're in church, we're in worship as, as believers, uh, we stay spiritually strong and life is going to come at us hard and it's going to come at us fast. And if we stay spiritually strong, it's going to help us get through those hard times. Um, the hard times are going to come whether we are spiritually fit or not. Um, that is also true physically, obviously. Uh, if, if we are physically strong and I don't mean you have to be, you know, right out, right, you know, I don't mean that. I don't mean you, that you have to be, you know, gobbling a pre-workout and I've seen some guys get on some really wild pre-workout and stuff that if that's you, that's great, but you don't have to. What I'm talking about is, are you strong? Are your muscles in good shape? Are you flabby? Hopefully not. Are you walking? It's a great thing to do with the family. Maybe the kids got the bicycles and they're bicycling around you and you're walking with your, with your significant other and you're having a good time looking at nature and you know, you're driving out to this place and going through this park together. Are you physically fit enough to be doing these things? And that will spill over into when there are emergencies. And I've had friends that have had to, you know, they've had to work an accident that was huge and they're walking back and forth and back and forth and back and forth because there's no way to drive because of the terrain. You have to understand where I live. And uh, it is very rocky here. And they had to go back and forth. And if you're winded going up a flight of stairs, that's a problem. I was to the point I was getting winded going up a flight of stairs. And so for me, when I started doing the push-ups, especially the planking, um, it helped my back pain immensely. And uh, like I had said, I'd been addicted to sugar. I was getting rid of sugar, soda about 10 years ago. I was getting rid of a lot of different things out of my system. And it really, really helped me a lot. Well, now I'm just about flat stomached. It's nice if, I, if I've got my shirt off, I'm doing something in the house. I walk by a mirror or something. I'm, you know, I'm getting cleaned up and I, and I am standing there. I'm not disgusted by what I see. And I will. I will promise you, I will see my abs again. Um, one of the added benefits for me was when I got soda out of my life, um, I have no acid reflux. I had terrible acid reflux. Leaving my 20s, it was absolutely awful. And when I did that, it really, really helped me out immensely. So now I can actually, I can run to a degree and I'm actually going to be adding running to my regimen. Um, I've, 
I've started doing some chin-ups as part of my exercise. Um, and uh, so those are becoming more and more important. And then I'm actually getting ready to add toe touches to my workout regimen as I fully flush out what I'm doing. And I, I use that time a lot to learn, to educate myself and be like, hey, this is what I want to do. This is this is how I want to do it. Okay, cool. I've learned from different friends. They've turned me on to a technique or whatever. And my my hands, my grip strength, my forearm strength, my bicep and tricep strength is so much more than it was. And it's funny, I've never been that guy that could that could flex in the mirror and actually you could actually see something. You know, I'm in my 40s and I have decent pectoral muscles. It's a really neat feeling. I actually bought myself this shirt that says stronger than yesterday. And I was going through the closet this morning and I pulled it out uh, right after I right after I shoot this. I'm going to go work out. And it's a great feeling, but it's extremely important for us as as fathers as mentors, as partners. I literally, I literally have talked to law enforcement that they're like, my partner, my backup, the guy that's gonna respond to mutual aid when I'm on duty is so out of out of shape that he can't help me. Um, you know, he can't run up that hill. And I live in very hilly terrain. And odds are you're gonna go running up a hill chasing a bad guy. I literally will be by myself because he won't be able to get to me. I know he won't be able to get to me. And so not only does that affect those relationships, but it affects the confidence of that officer to know my backup is not physically fit enough to go the distance. And when you have an officer that is physically fit, I've seen it revolutionize departments. We have a department in my area that a new chief came in and he was into fitness. And um, you know, he and his wife and his kids would go do things together and he, he would hit the gym. I watched that sweep through. I watched that sweep through his department because what happened was guys are competitive, and uh, the you know pretty soon uh, the the rest of the department were hitting the gym and and talking about things and coming in beforehand. And I think he actually got them. I think it was him that actually got them a gym membership paid for by the city. It's actually. Uh, it's actually a benefit. You might look into it with your insurance company because uh, for your police department, if you have um, uh, a gym membership and your people hit the gym and they can show that they hit the gym, it actually can make your insurance cheaper because oddly enough, insurance companies know that if you're physically fit, you're less likely to suffer an injury. By the way, neck injuries are a huge thing in law enforcement and from fights, from falls, from accidents. And if you have a strong neck, because you're working on your shoulders, your shoulders anchor your neck, and you've got a strong chest, a strong back, strong neck, it actually can prevent injuries. Guess what happens in law enforcement? People hit you in the face. Um, the ab ability to have a strong neck is a huge part of that, keeping yourself in good shape. And uh, so for me to wrap this thing up, I've gone a little over what I intended to. It comes back to the question of, are you war ready? And that is a question I ask myself, maybe even subconsciously now, um, it's exciting to see where I've been able to get to. I'm excited about where I'm going with it. And I hope that this inspires you to take a look at where you are, go look in the mirror and go, gosh, I don't like this. Or, hey, I'm pretty happy with this, but not that. And I don't mean in a vain way where you're up on stage in your underwear going, look at me. Now, if that's you, that's great. Rock on. Have a good day with it. But if it's not and you're like the rest of us and you're like, I just don't like the way I look. Okay.
Maybe it's time to think about that. Maybe you are inspired by my why and go, you know, I lost my dad too young or, or I don't want my kids to lose me young. And I will tell you that just being physically fit can help you not only recover from injuries and prevent them, but if you're in a situation where you're fighting for your life and you have the stamina to go the distance, maybe that bad guy's got you pinned to the ground and you're fighting over a knife. If you've got the skills, but not the physical stamina to go the distance, we might lose you and let's not lose you. We've, we've invested too much in getting you where you are, life and training and all these things. And there's people that love you at home that want you to survive. We're gonna be talking about mindset soon. Uh, if you don't have that stamina and that ability to go the distance, you won't make it home. You know, come home with your shield or on it. And brother, we don't wanna carry you on your shield. So uh, I'm gonna close this out in prayer. So. The Lord bless you and keep you. Uh, may his face shine upon you. Lord God, I thank you. I thank you for the opportunity to talk to the men and women behind the badge with this podcast. Lord God, I thank you that you can take my voice, and I'm used to speaking to one officer at a time or two or three at a time, uh, whether it's in a patrol car or in a PD or sitting at the dinner table, and and being there for them, being a sounding board for them, and, and at times a mentor, uh, definitely a friend, Lord God. I thank you for the mission that you've given me, but Lord God, now you've given me a microphone and an ability to potentially reach thousands. So Lord God, I ask that you would take this podcast where it needs to go to the right ears, that you would keep these officers safe, that it would bless them, that it, that it would help them to go, hey, there's some changes I can make, or even just help them to say, this helped me to stay behind the badge. And so Lord God, I ask that you would bless, that you would guide, that you would protect these officers as they seek you, as they want to get closer to you, that you'd give them the desires of their hearts, that you'd bless their marriages, Lord God, and uh, their relationships, their friendships, Lord God. And I ask that in the, in the day of danger, when the bad things are happening, that you would bend the bullets around them, that the bad guy, as they try to pull the knife or whatever, you'd cause the bad guy to stumble. You'd cause that attack to fail. I lift this up to you, Lord God, and I give you the honor and the glory in your son Jesus' name. Sheepdogs, I will talk to you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Beside the Badge podcast. Stay safe out there and be sure to subscribe and share this podcast. 